Well, hello there, everyone. Welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last until the day we die, or potentially beyond. I'm Colin Parker, one of your hosts. And I'm James Anderson, one of your other hosts. On this show, we're going through the MCU in historical order, scene by scene, until the end of time. Whether that's the end of time in the MCU or the end of time outside of the MCU, that, Correct, yeah. that will be left to decide later. <laughs> uh, yeah, o- only, haha, only time will tell. Only time <laughs> will tell. We'll have time on as a guest next episode, and they will tell us what's up. That's very, yeah, you know, time will be here. Eventually we'll have Death on, um, <laughs> who in the comics, Thanos was like obsessed with. Thanos was like trying to marry yeah. Death at one point, yeah. which is very, anyway, it's a whole other thing. It's a whole thing, yeah. Um, but that's not what we're here to talk about. Um, James, we are here for, see, the problem is I always want to say for episode five or whatever, right? right? But the problem is. So we never know if something's going to end up in between this episode and the last. So I'm going to say welcome back for episode. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, This is the episode about, wait, I got to make sure I'm on the correct one. We're on around 950 uh, BC, correct? 965. 965. Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. I was looking at the wrong, looking at the wrong Thor clip. (laughs) Wait a minute. Hang on, everyone hold. I might have the wrong notes out. Hang on. The problem with being the Thor expert is when you start like <laughs> looking for your notes and like you think that you're looking at the right thing, then suddenly you're like, wait a minute. Something doesn't seem right here. Okay, let me try this all again. I'm going to cut out a bunch of that. This okay. is episode 965, uh, not episode like, this is not number 965, <laughs> this is 965 AD. I'm doing a much worse job, I think, actually. No, you're anyway, doing great. this one takes place in Tonsberg, Norway, uh, mm-hmm. and it's part of the second prologue of Thor, which starts at 3 minutes and 20 seconds and stops at 7 minutes and 34 seconds. Yes. Um. James, before I delve into the sort of like what we see in this moment, yeah. is there anything that like I've, I've, it's honestly, it's been like what, two weeks since we've last recorded? Yeah. And somehow my memory of like what we do, how we run <laughs> things is just like completely in another universe. Uh, an, another universe? An, an alternate, alternate one. Universe. Yeah, um, for sure. Um, Somewhere yeah. another me is like, why do I know this? <laughs> like who doesn't do this podcast is just like, why do I know this thing? This makes no sense. <laughs> Every night I dream of podcasting a podcast I don't podcast. Um, so, yeah, we're going to talk. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the IMDb stuff, of which there is quite a bit. And then you're going to fill us in about what is going to happen. Okay. All right. So this is from Thor, the first one, which is from the first phase. Um, and I'd like to just- retcon the movie to have that as the official tagline. Thor, the first one. The first one. <laughs> it's like a, was it? Uh, there was a a naked um, a naked gun spinoff called Loaded. No, Lethal Weapon uh, uh, parody called Loaded Weapon, and they called the first one Loaded Weapon One. That's funny because it was like 
there's going to be sequels. We know. It's right. not, this is one. Anyways, sure. Tom, this is a little bit of a teaser. Uh, I was listening to episode one. or I was listening to episode... Actually, episode one is the only one we can call episode one. That's very because true. Because it takes place at the beginning of time. Yes. You talked about how you thought that um, people writing these movies should refer to people that wrote the comics. Yes. We're going to find some... We're going to find <sighs> that Thor 1 did that. So... Oh, sick. So, uh, then let's start off with the director. Kind of a no-name, no one. Um, it is a director called... My notes say Kenneth Branagh. And then next to it, it says, like, the Kenneth Branagh. So... <laughs> If you're thinking of uh, that, uh, like, English sort of Shakespearean actor, yeah, no, that one. Yes, that is who you're thinking of. This is the guy that directed Thor, the Marvel movie. Um, it said, I got an interview with The Collider here, and it says, Kenneth Branagh explained that while he enjoyed the experience of making Thor and actually felt tempted to return for directing Thor The Dark World, he ultimately chose not to do so as he had spent three years doing that film and felt that he needed a recharge. Three years? Yeah. Um, Whoa. He, I didn't put any of his other filmography, but like, I mean, seriously, just like go, uh, yeah. much ado about nothing. That, that That's one. Go find Kenneth Brown. It's ridiculous that you don't know him. Um, it's not ridiculous you don't know him. He's just very popular. Know what you know. It's fine. Discover Kenneth Brown if you don't know him. I do think um, it's very funny that like, that is the case for Thor as like for his first movie. And then in Avengers, the first time anyone else any other hero essentially sees Thor, they're like, I didn't realize we were doing Shakespeare in the park. You know, it's like, <laughs> exactly. it's just very uh, funny that like, it's exactly. uh, oh, maybe a little, little nod. Uh, Brana also uh, directed the post credit scene of Iron Man two, uh, which I don't mm. remember exactly what happens and we'll get to it. We'll get to it eventually. We, yeah. But, we'll get there eventually. Um, and also he voiced the Asgardian distress call in Avengers infinity war. So we're going to really? hear Kenneth Brana's voice. That's interesting. Okay. I uh, know this, that call. I've heard it yeah. many times. And that is, and that is, that is KB, our, our old friend, Kenny B. Um, hey, so, you know, sorry, KB, you want to, you want to show up on the show anytime, anytime. <laughs> How, how's open. that recharge going? You ready? Yeah. You ready, ready to get back to in the game? In? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so uh, this, this movie was written by Ashley Edward Miller and Zach Stentz, who both co-wrote X-Men First Class. Uh, okay. Don Payne, who also wrote the story for Thor, T uh, The Dark World, we talked about him. He died. Right. Yeah. And Joseph Michael Straczynski, the founder of Studio JMS and best known as the creator of the science fiction television series Babylon 5 and its oh. spinoff Crusade, as well as Jeremiah Sense 8, which is on Netflix. Um, okay. He, yeah. No Sense 8. He wrote for Amazing Spider Man from 01 to 07, and then he had runs on Thor and Fantastic Four. He also wrote Superman Earth One, the trilogy of graphic novels. He's written Superman, Wonder Woman, Before Watchmen for DC Comics. Okay. And then he also has a, a series of original comic book series like Rising Stars, Midnight Nation, Dream Police, and Ten Grand through Joe's Comics. So hmm. uh, dude is not only versed in Thor, but versed in comic writing right. on almost any level you could possibly That's write comics. That's interesting. <laughs> so, um, but he did have a run of Thor, and I actually think I was reading Thor or thor adjacent stuff when he was on because i think of the, i saw this name i was like wait a minute isn't that the guy so yes mm -hmm. that is the guy um then we got uh mark protosevich who wrote the story for this uh nicole perlman who wrote additional dialogue 
she wrote a draft of Guardians of the Galaxy, which was rewritten by James Gunn, while her and Meg LaFauve's draft of Captain Marvel was rewritten by Geneva Robertson Dwaret. Um, So she's written some rough drafts that have gotten sort of switched around. Uh, She also wrote a treatment for for the Black Widow film uh, in around 2010 or 2011. Um, She wrote a Gamora series for Marvel Comics. And she was high school friends with G. Willow Wilson, who created the Kamala Khan, Ms. Marvel concept comic. Yeah. um, Okay. Wow. Okay. So we actually have some like comic book people for once in these kind of heavy hitters on this on this first Thor movie for sure um I got a couple of uh actors um uh Colm we got the frost credited as frost giant Colm Fior um who was I know him most as Reginald Hargreaves in Umbrella Academy in Umbrella Academy oh okay he was two, in two episodes of Gotham. He was in The Amazing Spider-Man 2, which I have not seen, but Colin has seen. Who was he in Amazing Spider-Man I 2? don't know. Hold on oh, one that's sec. That's fine. Okay. Well, no, it's not. Now no, the question has been asked, and I can't not um, know. I am DB. I am DB. That, that'd be a great advertisement for them. I'm just like actors. I am like, the I database. <laughs> the, the I am Melbourne. KB. And then All the Kenneth Brunner, yeah, is <laughs> exactly. he's like, he's so confused. <laughs> I am? Um, let's see. Amazing Spider-Man 2. He was Donald Menken in Amazing Spider-Man 2. I have no clue who that is. Correct. That is the correct answer, Colin. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, he was also in The Exorcism of en- Emily Rose, Chronicles of Riddick, Paycheck, which I mentioned because that's a Ben Affleck movie based on a Philip K. Dick's short story that... People universally pretty much don't like, but I happen to like very much. That's a nice little thing for you. And then Storm of the Century, which I only include because whenever someone does anything related to Stephen King, I mention it. So that is that. Um, This also has a guy, uh, another English guy, uh, Sir Anthony Hopkins um, is also in this as Odin. Um, Some of his comic book related stuff, he was on 17 episodes of Westworld. He was in Transformers The Last Night. Red to Beowulf, Hearts in Atlantis, Stephen King. He was uh, Hannibal Lecter, heard of him, in Silence of the Lambs, Red Dragon, and Hannibal. He was in Mission Impossible 2, The Mask of Zorro, and the 1992 Keanu Reeves, uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. I believe he was Ever Dracula. heard of him? That, that <laughs> no, really no. got me. <laughs> Gary Oldman was Dracula. He was, the, uh, the, he was not Dracula. Right. Anyways. Uh, I got- just wanted to point out that okay. uh, you mentioned that anytime someone does something related to Stephen King, you mention it. But right. why wouldn't you mention all the other things that he's done? <laughs> thank you. I'll be here all week. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Tip your waitress. Okay. <laughs> I mentioned. Oh my god. I that sorry. I thought that was a Stephen King's large body of work joke. It was an it joke that always always leaps over my head, and it is literally taking the form of my greatest fear, a joke I don't get. So it strikes again. <laughs> um, now we have uh, the people that play young Thor and young Loki. We got Dakota Goyo as young Thor with an excellent name, Dakota Goyo. Um, he was in Rise of the Guardians, which is the Guardians movie that is not Guardians of the Galaxy or the Guardians of Uhulu or whatever, which is the owl one. This is the one where it's like Jack Frost Jack and Frost Santa and Claus. That's right. Okay, stuff, right? yeah. 
Um, huh. He was in Real Steel, which I believe is the Hugh Jackman boxing, but with big, huge robots movie. Um, huh. He was in four episodes of Arthur playing Timmy Tibble. Oh, Arthur, the television cartoon, not any Camelot thing. But he was one of the terrible t- uh, Tibble twins that Arthur had to like babysit and they were like really bad. They were just awful people. He was one of them. I don't remember that one either. Good. uh, It's been a while though, obviously. No, for sure. For sure. Um, And then young Loki is played by Ted Allpress. He was in the boy with chocolate fingers, which I've never heard of Uh, three episodes of the white queen miniseries and four episodes of Da Vinci's demons as young Leonardo Da Vinci. So less stuff for Ted Allpress, but um, still, not bad for being roughly the ages they are. Sure. So that's our cast of characters. So Colin, this is kind of weird because this episode um, starts at a time that is established at 965 AD, um, but which covers a span of time and then turns out to be a story being told by Odin, which we also see. Mm -hmm. And we decided to keep this as one scene because the scene is that Odin is finishing telling the story and and they have and then we have a scene with with young Thor and young Loki, um, but this takes place over a series from 965 to about 975, mm-hmm. um, which Wikipedia had based on the the ages of the kids. Sure. Um, and I think that's really interesting because it's I I I am totally confident in counting this as one scene, but it is a scene that spans ten years that like we see happen. You know, the beginning sure. of time through light coming is a bill you know billions right. of billions I mean, of I years say, but, we, we, we've done that before in a way yeah. i feel like this is the first time that where we've sort of seen it real life action as opposed right. to sort of like you know a retelling of mm-hmm. a society growing this exactly. is like i don't know i mean like it's interesting because in a way it is really uh i think truly the, the reason why i count it as one full scene is that i believe that from start to finish we are hearing odin in 975 yeah. But like we are visually seeing essentially him reflecting on 965 and then you know he brings his attention back to his kids which we will get to. So should, um should we call this episode 975? I think we should. Yeah. I think that's a great point. I think that's a good point. All right, I'm going to actually go ahead and change my notes and I'm going to change this spreadsheet. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right. Um, so and so then that makes a lot more sense to me. Um yes. that it's being told from 975 and then we go back to 975 right for the whole thing yeah you know because I mean, like I, in black panther and yeah. and thor the dark world we don't see, we don't pull back to see the storyteller correct at any it point. is it is technically someone tell, retelling that story at a later date but we never see them right so there's no way to tell what point in time in which that is being told from it is a full on flashback whereas right. this is like a a like a quote unquote flashback but like more in the sense of I'm telling you and I want you to visualize this yeah. thing that I am visualizing. Yeah. We're going to see a bunch of a bunch of stuff before we get to the 20th century that will have stories being told. Right. Um, I mean, yeah, but, I was going to say, I think that's kind of like a big theme of, of right. that because like back then, especially there weren't movies and, and books. I mean, right. eventually there were books in some places, sure. but like a lot of this stuff was oral history only. Right. right. Um, but yeah, okay, yeah. so, so I'm yeah. going to give the timestamp one last time just to make sure uh, if you want to sort of rewatch it before you hear this next bit. Uh, it's Thor, the first one, starting at 3 minutes and 20 seconds, stops at 7 minutes and 34 seconds. Okay. So after the you know Marvel Studio presents and stuff like that, 
you get to a screen uh, that has Tonesburg, Norway, 965 AD, um, and you hear uh, Odin telling a story. Once mankind accepted a simple truth that they were not alone in the universe, some worlds man believed to be home to their gods, others they knew to fear. From a realm of cold and darkness came the frost giants. And that's when the frost giants, I mean, he says, came the frost giants and bam, frost giants are there. They attack and lay waste to the town. Um, and then he continues on saying, threatening to plunge the mortal realm into a new ice age. But humanity would not face this threat alone. Asgard shows up and then we see a, a brief tussle basically between the forces and we see the kings of Asgard and of the frost giants fighting essentially right and uh, it says our armies drove the frostbite nope our and <laughs> <laughs> our armies drove the frost giants back into the heart of their own world the cost was great in the end their king fell and the source of their power was taken from them with the last great war ended we withdrew from the other realms we returned to our home to the realm eternal asgard here we remain as a beacon of hope shining out across the stars, and though we have fallen into man's myths and legends, it was Asgard and its warriors that brought peace to the universe. But the day will come when one of you will have to defend that peace. This is when uh, little Thor gets cocky and he's like, oh, I'm going to slay all the frost giants. Oi, oi, Odin. And this is a very accurate uh, retelling. Oi, Odin, Papa, I'm going to kill them all. And Oliver he's like, Thor. Yeah, Oliver Thor is like, please, Sam, may I have some old frost giants to break open? And he's like, ah, no, no, no. A wise king never seeks out war, but he must always be ready for it. And that's a really good line. I want to point yeah. out that's a yeah. fucking choice, like, uh, dialogue line. Um, yeah. So the kids run after him, uh, and as they run you know, down this little hallway with him, we do see Mjolnir off to the side. Uh, and Odin reminds them, only one of you will ascend to the throne, but both of you were born to be kings. And this is a gentle nod to something that we're going to know later, uh, and we'll hear about technically when we talk about the character's history in comics. Um, monarchy is such a fucked up thing. It Saying that to your sons is so messed up. Listen, only one of you is going to be king. Anyways... Battle it out between you. Hope there's no subterfuge where one of you tries to yeah. kill the other. See you later. I'm Odin. It's, I mean, yeah, I mean, for, for, for certain parts of it, like, that is certainly fucked up, right? It's this whole thing of he knows something that they don't. Yeah. And it's fucked up that, he, like, he just continues to, like, not say it. But he says little, little clever little things that make little Odin laugh. Like, <laughs> got Right, him. but also it's that thing of, like, later on when they're like, why did you never tell me? He's like, I mean, I did. I just didn't say outwardly, hey. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. I just he told Obi you. He them. Yeah, exactly. That is correct from a certain point of view. Right. From a Screw certain you, point Odin. of view. Yeah. Um, okay. Odin now, Kenobi. I have two characters that I want to introduce here. Yeah. Um, I think, personally, my perspective was I don't want to get into Thor and Loki yet because although we technically are meeting them, they're kids right. and they're not quite yet the characters and the heroes or villains that we know them to be. So I I figured I really wanted to take a moment to focus on like the sort of actual true main focus of of this part of the story. I did. um, There are a bunch of people credited as uh, like town citizens, but Mm -hmm. like 
no one had any uh, pictures, and this is like their only credit. Sure. And like, I was like, there's no way. I mean, I could say also such and such and such and such, but mm. like, I would really like to know who was that lady who got frozen, like, <laughs> like protecting your kid was sure. like, fro- I was like, uh, that always, that's a haunting image for me from this, from this opening scene. But like, yeah. So I think that it's fine to, to, to talk about so from like me to be doing, you know, I am to be as, as hard as possible. And then for you to be like bringing us into a more of a, a nuanced focus for sure. I think sure. that's a, that's a perfect thing. Great. Perfect. I like that a lot then. Um, so let's get into the sort of like smaller fry in a way, uh, uh-huh. but also like ironically not at all, the Frost <laughs> Giants. Uh-huh. Um, so of all of the races of giants, the foremost enemies of the Asgardians were the Frost Giants. That's like from their Marvel database page, basically. Right. And I feel like that's a solid line. It already kind of tells you. They were once ruled by Laufey, um, L-A-U-F-E-Y, until he was slain by Odin, which is what we see in this right. scene. Right. Laufey is played by Colm Fior. I, I forgot to... Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. They are a pretty interesting race, I guess, um, is the correct term for it, species. Um, they sure. are... I mean, they're literally giants, but they live on a giant frozen planet and that's part of where the frost you know part of their name right. comes from right their first appearance was in venus number six uh which i've never heard of before until this moment uh in august of 1949 oh wow old school yeah super super old school um and then <laughs> old school comics were like no one's gonna remember us we will literally we, we will literally be lining a birdcage by the end of the day Name the comic whatever you want and put whatever you want in. Pretty much. Uh, and then the first appearance of one of their biggest, you know, named Frost Giants was in Journey into Mystery number 85. But we'll hear about them more later. Um, so, like, they've been, they've actually been in a lot. Like, they've been in so many comics and, like, uh, like story arcs and stuff like that. It's pretty wild. Uh, and there's actually a really large history for them as well. I mean, you know, I think all of these, like, you know, Jotunheim, which is where they're from, right? Um, all these sort of, like, other planes, essentially, exist for just so long. Oh, sure. I mean, it's, it's un, I feel like it's incomprehensible to, like, someone uh, like us, a, a human, where we're like, right. oh, 20 years is a long time. And they're like, <laughs> that is a speck of time. Um, you know, I just think it's very, very interesting. I mean, they've been all the way through the ancient days, the early eras, uh, the Hyborian age, uh, the age of Conan. Uh, they even made an appearance during World War II, which is kind of funny to me. Um, sure. That's like, even in World War II, we're like, hey, we're fighting some of the worst like that humanity has to offer. And they were like, mm, how about the worst of another world too? And you're like, God damn it. Were the Come frost on. giants on the, on the axis side? Actually, that's a good point. Actually, I didn't, uh, uh <laughs> it'd be hilarious that. if the frost giants were like, listen, everything aside, fuck Nazis. And like, <laughs> Oh, okay. No. Okay. So this is interesting. I was like, I was kind of going through their history, but I had not fully read all of it. Cause I mean, again, it's so much, I was like, right, I'm not sure, going to read every, sure. but actually Jack Frost of the, which is kind of a funny name as well, of the Liberty Legion battled with allies during World War II. Um, his past was a mystery, even to Jack Frost himself. So far as he can recall, he was always lived, he has always lived in the Arctic. When he encountered Thor in the modern era, Thor told Jack Frost a tale about a frost giant who was a dwarfish uh, incised by giant sanders that fled Asgard to live on Midgard. So Jack Frost is a frost giant who lives on 
Earth. Um, and then the Nazis awoke a sleeping frost giant when they were searching for the Hammer of Skurn, uh, mm. which is... Uh, the Pete Best of Hammers in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's like a <laughs> weapon that was used um, by Inhumans, I think, actually. Mm. Or at least there's a picture of uh, Medusa holding it, for sure. Ah, okay. Um, but the Hammer fell to Earth after the Serpent called a series of hammers to awaken the worthy. Uh, I mean, this is just a a, a little... What's it called? Like a, a rabbit hole that we're about to go down. So yeah. we, won't, we won't do that. Ugh. But we can do that off air. Uh, <laughs> but like they, they've got like a huge amount of time. Um, S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, once went to Jotunheim to search for Uru, uh, which is a, a metal from Asgard. Uh, and this is also part of the road to the War of the Realms, um, which was a large comic book series that uh, or a comic book event that yeah. ran for a while. We've mentioned it. In I, I'm actually reading it currently. It. It if you are listening to this ep- these episodes that we've recorded so far like the the stuff about the Thors, uh, reading that comic series, it's great. It catches you up. Actually, I have a, a link here. We can put it in the show notes uh, to a, a reading order guide for 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 the War of the Realms. I've been very. I've been like, I know all of this stuff from Timeline Scavengers. Thanks, Timeline Scavengers. And then I'm like, you're welcome. <laughs> and there's they're also they've also been in a lot of alternate universes too. Right. They've been in Earth 717, Avengers Next, which is Earth 982, Earth 2301, Earth 8096. I mean, it continues to move, you know, on and on and on. Right. They were in a what if uh Thor situation, which was a really good one. Uh yeah. it's Earth 22260. Two, uh yeah. and that is one where the Frost Giants won the war with the Asgardians. Oh, man. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's some interesting stuff in there. Uh, and then, again, a few more universes. And, of course, one of them being the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. 616, right? No, no, no. 616 is the comics. I'm sorry. Right. Um, cinematic Universe is 199999. Whew. A lot of nines. Um, <laughs> Kevin's like, because screw you. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> no, so, um, and let's get through the last bit of the yeah. information on... The Frost Giants. Uh, the, yeah. They're also frequently. I mean, their their true name is the Jotuns because they're from Jotunheim. Uh, but it's honestly, now that I think about it, are the Frost Giants? Is that kind of like a really derogatory term in a way? At this point, like, or I mean, they probably have used it as well because, like, like, a, like, oh, the like the term Frost Giant. Yeah. Hmm. Because I, I think it all depends on what Jotun means. Yeah. Well. You know, I, I it's very possible that the Frost Giants were specifically like the warriors. Right. You know what I mean? Because gotcha. um yeah. uh because like earlier on we were talking about one of the ones who went down to Earth, but he was right. not technically a frost giant, he was just a Jotun, but he was right. you know, he technically is a giant, just a dwarfish giant, which makes him right a normal human size. Whew. Okay, it's getting complicated again. So yeah, so they're <laughs> Uh, in 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 most realities, uh, and including our Marvel Cinematic Universe, they are a blue-skinned race with red eyes, mm. and they stand at about ten foot tall. That can vary a little bit, but that's the average ten feet. I yeah. mean, that's giant. Oof. Yeah. Uh, so, as with the Earth Six One Six, the comic book counterparts, they have a profound tolerance for the cold, obviously, but they they frequently are seen with uh, sort of more crude weapons. They're not really like out there with like scientifically found, you know, <laughs> things like it's it's very strange that even after hundreds of thousands of years, they are still very 
uh, like primitive, essentially, you know, mostly like rudimentary crushing objects or like impaling weapons like spears uh, and stuff like that, like not not even like swords, really. Right. So, you know, they they go off to war for a long time with uh, with the Asgardians. uh, And then this has happened before in the comics as well. But in the movie, they take the casket of ancient winters. Um, which I do think is actually kind of an important thing, which I'll briefly touch on as well. It's a Asgardian artifact which contains the Fimble Winter of Ymir. Uh, mm. It created massive snow tor- snowstorms if opened. The hand size casket of ancient winter contained the fury of a thousand killing winters. And <sighs> it was, interestingly enough, it has also been used by Surtur in an attempt to defeat Thor. Uh, in the comics, which is very funny to me that like a giant flaming man was <laughs> like, let me use snow. It's like, okay, <laughs> hang on now. By the way, if anyone wants to start uh, just like a, a death metal band called the uh, the killing of a, a thousand frozen winters or whatever it was they call it. Yeah, uh, I, I think you definitely good. should. <laughs> AFI's new song. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> That's basically all that I've really want to get into for the frost giants although there is sure. one fun fact for you yes um that now this is only in one earth right like one alternate universe but i think that this is very funny and i like it a lot okay. uh yolnir uh j-o-l-n-i-r is the son of a light elf mother and a frost giant father on midgard he is known as santa claus that's fantastic <laughs> uh so in in some versions of marvel Santa Claus is a frost giant. I think I that's very funny. A couple of uh, Marvel holiday specials that have Santa Claus in them uh, in the comic books. I think that's hilarious. That's awesome. I'm I completely support that. That's fantastic. I love that. <laughs> Let's get to the main event, if you will, and that is yes. Odin Borson, son yes. of Bor. Um, this is something that, oh, I do we actually come up with a name for this segment? I know I mentioned it in the last episode or maybe two episodes ago. I would like to talk about the aliases. Um, about nickname Fury. Nickname Fury. Is that it? Is that what we call it? Nickname I Fury? like it. I kind of like it. I, I, I like that's that. pretty good. Yeah. Okay. So let's get through this. This is, this is a long list, but it's very interesting <laughs> how frequently it's like very similar like names. Yeah. But just like a little misheard. <laughs> yeah, it's like a game of telephone. Someone g- gave him a nickname one time, and like over the years, it just divulged into something else. <laughs> the All Father Purple Monkey Dishwasher. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but it's funny that you said that because the first and foremost one that we all know is All Father. Um, right. Then, kind of interestingly enough, because it's like Valheim and stuff like that, the Val Val Father. Right. Those. Then the All God, uh, Atum Ray. Infinity, Woden, uh, which is the Anglo-Saxon name, Wotan, the old high German name, Wolf the Wanderer, the Wild Huntsman, Orin, which is honestly just someone misheard his name. (laughs) Um, Yeah, exactly. Uh, (laughs) Pharma God, Henga God, Hapta God, Harbored. Okay, this one is just someone bullying him, Odin One-Eye. Uh, Sigter, Wad. Odin One Eye sounds like his pirate name. Like, That's true. Dude, right, you fly into the Odin One Eye. <laughs> Welcome to Asgard. Uh, yeah, Wad. Which what the hell is that name? Raven God. Odin mm. the uh, the usurper. That's so I almost Raven read God. that the totally wrong way. I almost said 
usurper uh anyway uh <laughs> usurper just by itself destroyer desecrator and then this one's kind of metal odin giant killer hmm i wonder That's where he got that one from <laughs> he used to play against the san francisco giants and he just like destroyed them. and he was and he desecrated them right yeah that's where he gets the other nickname from um odin the uh usurper uh, anyway no so he first odin showed up <laughs> uh, he first showed up in journey into mystery number 85 in october of 1962 so very interestingly enough way later than uh, the Frost Giants. Right. Frost Giants made their appearance before Thor and uh, and uh, Odin. Hey, real quick, uh, fun fact. Uh, Woden, mm-hmm. uh, his nickname is uh, where we get Wednesday from. Woden's Day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. That makes sense. All right. And then the next one is Thor's Day. Right. And then Friday. Frigga uh, Day. Yeah. Uh, I was going to make a that joke right? that like, People really liked French fries, and so they were like, and they also really liked Friday. So like, why don't we Fry make this from Futurama? Day? Yeah, yeah. People went into the future. No. Um, so as with all other Asgardians born after Buri, uh, Odin and his pantheon have undergone several reincarnations over the millennium. Um, and it's interesting that like Odin kind of had this like weird situation where for a long time. His true origin was just shrouded in mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, often, like, pretty much just, like, he would tell you the stories, right? Like, about himself. And it's like, is this accurate? Like, <laughs> like I'm hearing it from narrator. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, Odin was presumed to be the son of Bor, the son of Bori, the first Asir, uh, and Bestla, a giantess. Uh, Bor and Bestla had three other sons, Kul, Vili, and V. Uh, and then Odin... <laughs> Vili and V bested Ymir, the frost giant. Ymir being uh, the namesake of the um, eternal frost thing that we were just talking about. I already forgot right. the name of it somehow. Uru. Uh, yeah. No, the, no, the, no, that's metal. Um, the, the the casket of a thousand winters. Right, um, right. Or the casket ancient of ancient winter, winters. What ancient? I think it was the casket of ancient winters. Very possible. It's yeah. crazy. Like already, like because I've like scrolled past all of that stuff, <laughs> like in my notes. It's like, I have so many names and titles that I, I'm already not being able to keep them together. I thought um, it was going to be because I thought the initialism was going to be cow, but then that A uh, messed everything up. So I think it is casket of ancient winters. Yeah, that does like make sense. Cow. Cow. Don't have a cow, <laughs> man. Um, so yeah, so he's been around for a long ass time, right? He was a part of the Stone Age. In fact, he was part of like the Stone Age Avengers. Um, yes. Uh, and then Who we talked about with Black Panther. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, Odin, as a young man, was actually, like, pretty tight. He kind of looked a lot like Thor, um, but, like, didn't have a cape and just, right. and had, like, a fucking, like, big-ass bushy beard. Yeah. Uh, which I think was, like, very metal. Like, le- legitimately just looked like he was in a metal band, which I think is yeah. very tight. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, he's been around for just, like, uh, hundreds of thousands of years. Um, people worshipped him on Midgard, uh, which, oh, and then just like you said, yeah, I even have here as well, uh, Woden leading to Wednesday, um, yep. Wednesday, um, yep. which, <laughs> I don't, I, too many letters, but anyway, whatever, that's not, neither here nor there. I mean, uh, like, the, Woden being the, you, I think we pronounce it wrong, frankly. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, one of the biggest, like, stories, I guess you could call it, uh, like, events, 
uh, was a event called Fear Itself, and that was a really huge storyline. A lot of people got like special costumes just for that. Yeah. Some of which were like dope as hell. Some of them, I was like, what was this choice? For example, Spider-Man, who had like the thickest gauntlets I've ever seen, and I was like, that cannot be good for his fighting <laughs> style. Um, because like I don't see how he could like get close to a wall when like half of his wrist is just like banging up against it. <laughs> but basically, Odin um wandered the rubble of Asgard until he sensed the awakening of the serpent, which was something that we actually kind of just talked about. Right. Uh, the serpent was like a huge um villain, and it was a uh, Cole Borson, one of his uh, siblings. I I mm. actually have never heard this said out loud, so I'm gonna probably butcher this, but Uatu. Um, I, I believe because it's yep. U-A-T-U, the Watcher. Yeah. Um, we actually almost went with a title for this show that included like the Watcher, basically. Yeah. But like there were so many podcasts with that name already. So we're like, okay, right. never mind. <laughs> um, the real Watcher. Yeah. Um, the original Watcher. No. Uh, <laughs> so basically like it was this huge storyline. He was heavily involved. Um, Odin and Thor kind of had to like work side by side and uh, they get into it. There's a really great thing that I think is very fun that like in the article about it, they include a panel where Steve Rogers is not having it. Uh, <laughs> Odin says, I am the all father and here in my realm, I and Steve Rogers cuts him off and says, save it. Is that your army, big man? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's like, I love the fact that like, listen, I think that, you know, we need to be uh What's the word for it? Like encouraging and welcoming of all religions and stuff like that. Right, right. And like, it's sometimes kind of like weird to me that Captain Steve Rogers can meet actual gods and be like, ah, there's only one God and I know him. It's like, <laughs> it's you've never you. met him. I, you've never <laughs> met him though, Steve. What are you talking about? But yeah, I think that's so silly where he's like, ah, he can't be a God. There's only one God, man. You're like, fuck off, Steve. <laughs> I like, do like uh, sassy Steve Rogers, though. That, that is No, uh, I, I do agree some, with that. Yeah. Yeah. It is very good. And so Odin has done this interesting thing where Odin has been exiled. Odin has died. Odin has just like fallen into a deep sleep, which they call the Odin sleep, which like very inventive <laughs> name. Um, Odin's asleep. What do we call it? Yeah, exactly. So th there's been a lot of really interesting things with him. Like you know, he's been alive, he's been dead, he's been exiled, he's been around. Um, they kind of do that a little bit in you know the the MCU as well, but we're not there mm -hmm. yet. Not there um, yet. Yep. He's he's involved obviously in the War of the Realms, which you said you're reading. Uh, yeah. And so that I mean he's a he's a pretty dope character. Uh, yeah. And honest to God, like if you ever look at like we we don't talk about it on every character, but uh, the power grid basically yeah. that like Marvel uses to differentiate their people. I mean, like his it's weird that his fighting skills are four when he's literally known for like destroying an entire planet, basically, you know, of people. <laughs> um, but like energy projecting. Nope. Energy projection, seven. Durability, yeah. seven. Speed, seven. Strength, six. Intelligence, seven. The man is unstoppable, basically. Speed, speed six. Oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> He's met the uh, Celestials and the Eternals and stuff like that. It's crazy. Um, mm. He's got superhuman strength, obviously, in spite of his advanced age. He's still much stronger than most Asgardians. Near the time of his death, he could lift 60 tons. I Oof. feel like that's insane to me. Like That's a lot of tons. That's a lot of tons. That's a ton of tons. Um, mm. Despite being weakened due to his battle with Galactus and thereby forced to go into his Odin sleep, he was able to stagger the most po uh, powerful cosmic entity with one powerful headbutt right before going into his Odin sleep. 
Uh, and also, I'm I want to point out for it called Odin Sleep, and oh, that's so good. <laughs> that's His, it. I'm um, going into my Odin Sleep now. That powerful headbutt that I just mentioned, I love that. There's a little, there's a little side note on the article here that says an act which injured both parties. Um, <laughs> you know, a headbutt. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, anyway, so he's he's like strong as hell. His main power though is what they call the Odin Force. Um, yeah. He is capable of manipulating vast amounts of magical energy. Also referred to as the Odin power. I mean, I guess if you're, I guess if you're like the guy, you can kind of like name it whatever you want. Right. But like, I'll tell you, Odin like loved himself. Branding. Yeah, that's so true. He's like DM, DM, DM. The, oh, the brandfather. Um, the Odin force of the or the Odin source for a number of purposes. With his power, Odin was capable of magical feats such as transforming the entire human race. No, transporting, not transforming, sorry. The entire human race to an alternate dimension. <laughs> Things like that. He's cast people into deep space with simply a thought. He's read minds from across even dimensions, projecting force blasts, manipulate matter for a number of purposes, which I don't know what that means, but <laughs> anyway. So yeah, he's, 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 I mean, honest to God, the Odin Force, like, section in his article is probably the equivalent of, like, three paragraphs. It's, it's <laughs> insane. It goes on forever. <laughs> and I, th I, th I mean, I think it's also kind of tight, but I will read the very ending because I think this is kind of an interesting thing. Even the ability to grant human beings the gift of immortality is within Odin's grasp, as Thor asked him to do it for Jane Foster in order to marry her. Odin is also capable of placing multiple permanent enchantments on items, as he did for Mjolnir, lasting until he himself cancels them or they are overpowered by a superior enchantment. Hmm. I wonder when that one will come up. It'll be there eventually. I like I like when we get to something and we say, just check it out in five years. We'll hit that scene. Uh, and then he's got uh, fucking cool-ass names for weapons, and that'll be the last thing I mentioned for him. He's got Gungnir, the Spear of Heaven, Threadstock, a powerful uh, scepter, which is also a small mace, and Odin Sword, because why not? Why wouldn't you name it after your own self, right? <laughs> I was just about to make a joke. Actually, he calls it Odin Spear and Odin Scepter, and then he said Odin Sword, and I was like, oh, I gotta so we're say, not joking I'm around. I'm surprised <laughs> that the Spear, with the uh, Gungnir, which is, um, like, I guess, as guardian for the Spear of Heaven, I cannot believe that considering uh, Thor always says, by Odin's beard, you cannot tell me they never <laughs> thought of by Odin's spear. Come on. Come on, Marvel. What are you, I, I'm what are you searching on for eBay free. for? I'm, uh, I'm trying to buy Odin's spear. You're like, his beard? No. His spear. No, no, no. His spear. His <laughs> spirit. No. His spear. It's like, oh my God. <sighs> well, anyway, that's, that's that. And I mean, I think we've yeah. gone on for a very long time about these two, which is also probably a good reason for us to not get into the other characters. But right. um, I... <laughs> I, you know, now let's get into Loki. Yeah, let's get into. <laughs> let's go down. The, no, yeah, he's um, he's a really cool dude in my opinion. Yeah. That like he's he's got sure. some really cool stuff. You know, it's kind of like how Superman always added super to the beginning of things, and Batman always adds bat to the beginning of things. Odin's just like following in the grand tradition. He's like, I got the Odin mobile over there. I'm gonna throw my Odin rings. You know, just like my dog, Odin dog, just like <laughs> Odin dog. <laughs> now, okay, one last question for you. Yeah. It would 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 a pet also be like Odinson? Odinson? O like son of Odin? Yeah, Odin's, uh, Odin's pet. Odin's pet. Yeah. Odin's pet, which is actually where we get the word spot. <laughs> Odin's pet. Uh see Odin's pet run. Um, 
Okay, I think that's probably enough for this episode. We've gone on yeah. for a minute. Um, so, James, why don't we talk a little bit about some social media stuff? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's for, that's me, right? That was my cue to do, to yeah, do yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's cool. all you, bud. I'm like the Frost Giants being like, did they say the Frost Giants came? Okay, <laughs> so we have uh, a Twitter account for this podcast, which is at Timeline Scav. And we are part of the Scavengers Network, which you can find on Twitter at ScavengersNet. Uh, I can be found individually on Twitter at, unaba- at Unabashed James. Colin, where can you be found on Twitter? If you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter at Colin M. Parker. Uh, that's P-A-R-K-E-R. Uh, kind of like Travis Barker, but with a P. Nope, hang on. <laughs> let's, let's, I'm, I'm getting off the rails here. Anyway, uh, you can find us also on patreon.com slash the scavengers network for just $2 a month. You can get all the bonus content in the world that you could need from a little show called thanks for the lyrics. Uh, uh there's going to be some stuff from this show eventually going up. I've been kind of waiting until I get like enough bloopers and stuff like that sure. to, to stick together. I'll probably, there's a whole section. Hey, here's something fun for you. There's a whole section from this one that maybe I'll put there uh, (laughs) to point out that like sometimes, hey, sometimes we just, we go through a whole thing and then we go, oh, maybe not. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And while you're checking out things from the network, why don't you check out brand new show to the network, The Lost Years Pod. It's a podcast uh, rewatch of the hit uh, 2000, sorry, 90s, sorry, not 2000. Ooh, I aged myself though greatly here. Uh, the early 90s uh, vehicle, Boy Meets World. Oh, nice. Uh, and it's very, very fun. Uh, so check out the Lost Years pod uh, while you're at it. And uh, with that, I don't think I have anything else for us to plug. I do have. Uh, I just got word that uh, Odin has actually started his own podcast. It's called Odin's Pod, and I think you can subscribe to it wherever. <laughs> uh, on uh, Odin's Pod app uh, and in the Odin store, and you can also check in your Odin points for some Odin rewards. On um, Odon Trion, he he rebranded Patreon. It's now it's now the other thing. Patreon, yeah. Patreon, Patreon. Sorry, Patreon. Here we go. We got there. We figured it out. Um, all right. Well, James, uh, let's do the sign off. I think you started, right? Yeah. Sure. 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 I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, that's going to do it for this episode of Timeline Scavengers. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. Uh, But until then, I'm James Anderson. And I'm Colin Parker. Bye, Odin's beard. (laughs) I like that a lot.
PodCube, podcasts from the past delivered to the future. With PodCube's pseudo-linear 4D adiabatic qubit streaming technology, you can select any point in history and record it for personal gain. What was the group dynamic with Australopithecus? What brand of cigarettes did the Spanish Inquisition smoke? Was Leonardo da Vinci a pants guy? Or a shorts guy? You can discover with PodCube. PodCube's patented time-agnostic articulated Newton mechanics allow for high-definition streaming of 8 petabyte per second audio from any time or place in space or time or place. Our Galileo Pod delivery system is un intrusive and designed to blend in no matter when or where it goes to deliver your pod cube listen for yourself to the flagship pod cube podcast alabaster's haberdashery recorded on location in 1880 the finest bespoke headwear highest quality garments and most humble haberdashery in the heart of beautiful prumpleshire uk search pod cube all one word in your podcast app or visit powered by podcube.com pod cube the future is yesterday the scavengers network Creator-driven, community-focused, treasured content. Colin, Colin. Yeah, are, James, are, what's up? Are, are they gone? They I gone? think so. Okay, all right, cool. Well, this is this is going to be a, a little postscript episode for the true believers that, that know that sometimes you got to stay after a Marvel presentation to get that Did someone say true believers? <laughs> oh, sh- Stan, oh, my shut God, the fuck up. Stan, you got to be quiet. They man. can't know that we brought you back to life. Just to interject into our podcast. Oh, okay. Well, you tell me when we get to talk about <laughs> Spider-Man. Okay, yeah, you got, go. You got it, maybe man. get a maybe go get uh, lunch for us. That'd be cool. Stan, you know I put your favorite blocks uh, <laughs> over in that room, and there's lots of Legos and there's some crowns. Oh, crowns! You say I love crayons. Who Boy. says it like crowns? Oi. Crowns and crowns and crowns and who's it, what's it? So I'm going to go do something. Oh, boy, blocks. <laughs> oh, you guys got the good Legos, too. Yeah, there it goes. Yeah, he's having a blast. He's good. All right. Um, I once tried to design a dinosaur-themed uh, bunch of blocks called Stegos, and uh, I still got sued. <laughs> so, um, all right. So, hey, everyone. So we are uh, coming to you to bust up what you thought was a complete episode. Maybe you listened to it a long time ago and you're here because we talked about it on social media. Maybe you're going through this for the first time and you're like, oh, that seemed pretty pretty uh, self-explanatory, although the title doesn't really match what they talked about in the episode. Well, here is us correcting that. I was looking at something to, to put some what-if episodes into our timeline and I found out that I had forgotten that there is a flashback that... Uh, Odin has with Loki about when Odin met Loki. Whoa. Yeah. So that is going to mean that we're going to change the timestamps on this on this episode. You're going to do four, start at 320, stop at 530. Then you're going to go Thor, start at 4016, and end at 4028. Then you're going to pick Thor back up at 530 and go through 734. Um, 7.34, as we like to say. Sure. Um, what that's going to mean, if you, you know, I always really imagine that I own a cool <laughs> editing suite and I can, like, put all these episodes together and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, you're going to see the battle that we talked about. Then before they blast off and go back to um, Asgard, we're going to have a, a brief little interlude where um, Odin finds an actual living baby. So... Uh, we're going to talk about that right now. 
um, the line that accompanies the flashback actually starts before the flashback starts. So if you watch those times, you're not going to hear him start this way, but for the context, it doesn't make sense to start in the middle of the sentence. He says, in the aftermath of the battle, I went into the temple and I found a baby, small for a giant's offspring, abandoned, suffering, left to die, Laufey's son. And that's the end. And what we see during this is a baby that is blue, kind of a kind of a frost giant hue of blue, mm-hmm. um, with uh, yellow eyes. Um, and as he looks at it and it's crying, he kind of goes, "Ha!" Huh. And like the baby turns into a human baby, just a sort of tan human, human baby. baby. Right? Exactly. Um, so. I uh, th- and that's it and like uh the baby has like a like a mark on its head like a circle like kind of like a havoc or uh bullseye mm. havoc had it on his costume but bullseye had yeah. it on like his head like that but on a on an actual baby um so that went away too I'm not sure if that's like a uh frost giant thing frost or... giant baby thing like uh <laughs> who knows you know um mom see... we got your umbilical notary stamp on your forehead it's really tough because you know muppet babies did not Mm -hmm. give enough precedent for frost giant Mm -hmm. babies Mm -hmm. sure 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 Um, but what i will say is my favorite thing about odin and loki of just like him getting him as a baby and raising him is he looks at this baby like just like you said he's like suffering he's miserable he's all alone and he's like ah yes I will continue that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I said, um, I like to imagine Odin coming back home to Frigga and she's like, how was the battle? And he's like, pretty good. We won. And also I found a baby. Anyway, I'm going to get drunk and just leaves her with the baby. And she's like, all right, I'll care for you as my own, I suppose. Hope you aren't too much trouble. And little he's baby like, look, he's like, <laughs> he's like, hey, what's up? Hey, what's that over there? And drops Loki in the same pen as <laughs> Thor. And she's like, wait a minute he's like oh that's crazy you had another one while i was gone she's like no that's clearly not ours and he's like oh, i don't know seems like he's been here the whole time and she's like, like huh and like waves her hand and the, yeah. and the charm comes Turns off and he's blue like, again yeah he's like and everyone's like oh no the baby's turning blue frigga help him oh my god oh god what have we done someone call like poison control or something like call call as guardian 911 <laughs> Uh, we, this kid is also crying and it's funny because like we cut we see the, the, the baby and sort of crying and then we cut to the baby's sort of view of Odin who is standing there holding it freshly missing an eye like newly eyeless and I was like yeah it, I would probably cry too if this giant man was holding me with with a bloody a bleeding eye yeah eyeball. like yeah that makes sense (laughs) it's also like this thing where it's like it's deeply upsetting to me to also think about the fact that like um hang on i had a joke give me a second yep nope never mind lost it i had i had something about odin and i just it (laughs) it just completely uh, it backfired on my brain Odin was like, um, all right, I'm I'm just gonna hey Frig, we, we I, I got this kid. I'm just gonna low key put him into this crib. Hey, wait a minute. Do you think that hmm. let's call him Loki? Loki, he's my son. <laughs> Loki, he's my son. Oh my god. It's like I like it. 
it's like the original version of Hoder. <laughs> right. You know? Exactly. Exactly. Hold the door. Hold the door. Loki, my son. Loki, my son that I abducted. I lost the key. I lost the key. I lost the key. Loki did it. Got it. He's from like, when I lost the key. <laughs> was it's low key? I stole this baby from this other <laughs> from this other country. It's, it's the rightful heir of their throne, and I took him away. Low Let's key, hope they don't have the low key heir. installed on this child. Um, <laughs> but, but what was that? What was that low? Low Jack. Low Jack. That's right. Yeah. yeah. The, see, that's the thing. Is that used to be his name in Marvel comics? They had to retcon him. Yeah. They were like Thor and Low Jack, and they went, "Nah, that just doesn't sound right." <laughs> low jack horseman um the only other note i have is that uh we see odin finding loki and shifting the baby from frost giant purple to gerber baby tan um and then i was gonna like look up the adoption of loki in the comics and i already had history of looking that up and so i was like ah yes so back in episode the episode for 79 a.d uh, we talked about Loki's adoption and sort of early life. Um, mm-hmm. Just a quick refresher. He shapeshifted into um, Boar and hid Boar in a cloud to get Odin to go attack Laufey. Meanwhile, having future him go to Laufey and tell him to like abandon the baby. And like he basically arranged his own his adoption. Own. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Using future him present him arranged for past him's adoption you as know, we say on this show travel stuff. yeah <laughs> time is weird uh-huh and loki is the master of it but unless you have anything else this is a short i couldn't find who plays the baby i did look um the answer is tom holland actually played that this this young child what okay. yeah <laughs> tom holland secret uh early marvel phase one star um, no, but so that's all I have. And I don't think we need to do social media because we just did it. We're just going to tack this on to the end of it. Correct. Although if we are doing in true Marvel post credit scene fashion, we do have to end on sort of like a big reveal or cliffhanger. Oh, what I was just going to do is, is yeah. uh, that now granted it's all going to be audio. But right now, imagine you see James and I in a Zoom call talking to each other. Yeah. And then it fades to black. And then white text comes up and it says, James and Colin will return in an, uh, then an infinity sign uh-huh. episodes of Timeline Scavengers. I love that. That's very good. Listener, I want you to picture that. Good. Great. Excellent imagination. 